I'm Jeffrey Basoy, and you're listening to the GMCC Podcast. During the winter solstice, celebrated today, December 21st, we experience the shortest period of daylight and the longest night of the year. It is a day where many take a moment to reflect upon the past year and the new year to come. It's also a moment where some think about light, its importance, and symbolism in our personal and professional lives. On today's GMCC episode on the winter solstice, I spoke with my co-host and executive director of Greater Minneapolis Community Connections, GMCC, Adrian Dorn, about the solstice and what it means to shed light in our work and in our communities. The late spiritual teacher Frederick Lentz, who coined the term American Buddhism, once said of the winter solstice, the winter solstice is the time of ending and beginning. A powerful time, a time to contemplate your immortality, a time to forgive, to be forgiven, and to make a fresh start, a time to awaken. Adrian, I'm curious, like, when you're reflecting about the winter solstice, when we were talking, you had this great image of you running in the dark with your flashlight. I'm really curious about how that picture came to mind for you. Yeah, this this happens to me every winter. I'm a runner. It keeps me balanced. Um, and in the winter, and particularly closer to the solstice, it gets dark so early. It's cold. It's dark at 530. So if I haven't had the opportunity to go for a run during the day and in the light, it, it feels really daunting to step outside into that. But once I motivate myself and I bundle up and I get my flashlight and I get outside to go on a run in the dark and in the cold, there's something really freeing about that. It's it's like I feel alone, but not in a scary way, in a way that kind of feels like the world is yours to play in. And it's it's kind of like when you go somewhere on Super Bowl Sunday and everything's empty and you're like, yeah. it's all mine. <laughs> um, and the flashlight, of course, helps me to not trip, but it's it's this one little guiding light in this sort of sea of darkness. And and then every once in a while, I'll see someone walking their dog or out for an evening stroll. And even if I'm just running by that person, there's this sort of feeling of camaraderie and connection. And, you know, because you're the few willing to venture out into the dark and the cold. And there's something weirdly intimate about that, even if you've never actually stop and talk to that person. I'm a runner as well. And, and, I, and I love walks and I, and I love the ability of just like you're you're out there and you're on an adventure, you know. And your heart, you're leaving your bubble, and especially now in a global pandemic when we're all in our own bubbles of houses and apartments, et cetera. And the moment you leave and you go on these runs, it's like you're into the world again. Like, what is that moment like? And what are some of the things you're reflecting upon on this run with your flashlight? Yeah, and I feel like you get perspective. Like, you're like, wow, it, the universe is so big. And um, and I think sometimes, uh, you know, instead of feeling like, oh, what, I, what I'm doing or what I'm worried about or what I'm engaged in is 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 of no consequence, it, it makes me feel the opposite. It gives me comfort. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that thing I was so worried about earlier today um, or those problems that I ran into in the grand scheme of things, they're not that important. Like it, it's that kind of perspective, I think maybe that that is really helpful. I'm really curious that when we talk about the winter solstice, there's this huge feeling of light, right? And and light and illumination are a huge symbolism of the winter solstice. What does it mean to you to spread light, you know, as a leader of GMCC, how you shine that light and how you got started in your role there? 
Yeah, I, w- I was drawn to GMCC um, in large part because of its collaborative and, and interfaith focus. And I, I really find light in bringing community together, whether that's, um, com- you know, building bridges within and between communities. And I think the impact that can come out of not just meeting someone or, or being acquainted with someone who has a different lived experience, but really working with someone who has such a different background can be difficult and challenging but I think also really profound. And I think when you first meet someone you know is really different from you, it's easy to think, oh, like we connected, like we're, we're coming from the same place. But those differences don't really come out until you're in a high-stress environment, problem-solving or, or building together. And I think the real understanding and learning comes from navigating those situations. And, and real impact can come when different communities come together to co-design and, and build. I found that quite a bit in my work as well is, you know, being able to build with individuals that don't come from the same background as you, you know? Well, yeah, I want to ask. I want to ask. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So Jeffrey, you're, you're working on a startup called Plugged. Um, you're, you're leading this really interesting um, new, new venture, new project. And talk, talk to me a little bit about what shining your light looks for, looks like for you and, and how, how you have uh, navigated uh, bringing different perspectives together and what that's looked like for you. I feel that for me, it's been a lot of, I, I, I see myself as someone that's always noticed problems or things missing. Um, whether it's in my communities that I grew up, um, you know, I'm originally from Cameroon, but I grew up in the Twin Cities on the east side of St. Paul. Um, and I would see things that, you know, there's things missing in my community. Um, or I would be at school and there are things missing from the curriculum. Um, or I would continuously see, especially for what has led me to, to work on the project of Plugged, um, the challenges facing Black communities um, in the U.S., and this is not just police brutality. This is just, you know, upwards mobility in the United States as well. Um, and there are just so many different barriers that different Black folks face, whether you're a Black creative, um, a Black entrepreneur, um, a hustler, as you want to say, um, a Black businesswoman or men. Um, and so I would always think about these these issues. Um, and I would think about my work a lot as in media and thinking about who's missing in a lot of these narratives and these stories that we're trying to tell. And a lot of times black folks are missing and not just, you know, African-Americans. We're talking about, you know, black immigrants as well. And so me and a few friends got together and we were just thinking about some of the challenges and some of the things missing. And we decided to, you know, call the organization Plugged. And what we were trying to do is create an ecosystem and an application that would allow black folks to hop on and really experience their blackness and really engage with their communities in a way that currently wasn't possible, right? Like really trying to strip down the barriers and the experience, we've been working on this now for eight months, I believe. We've been conceptualizing for over a year, but actually really putting our hands into it for like the last eight to nine months. Um, It's been incredible. Uh, The engagement that we've gotten, the type of communities that we've been able to speak with thus far. Um, I've been extremely thankful for the team that we've been able to build. You know, we have a very diverse black team uh, of Afro-Latino, Africans, um, Black folks that have experience in Europe, um, and obviously some Black Americans as well. And so every day I'm learning from them, and every day I'm learning from their experiences and how we can build something that can help folks in their communities and also start strategizing about how we can expand and grow to incorporate more folks that are missing from the table. So for me, Shining My Light is always about identifying what is the problem or what are the problems 
and what can I do? Who can I bring in to help to help find a solution and help light the way to 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 a different future or um, you know ignite new change and new life and breathe new life into it? Which I feel is um, a lot of what you know the winter solstice is all about. You know that sounds amazing, and thank you so much for for doing that work. I'm really excited to hear about your project and to see how it continues to grow. And can you tell me a little bit more about you talked about bringing all these different perspectives uh, to the table? Um, and I, I mentioned how I was drawn to GMCC because of the the kind of interfaith focus and and the growth and the impact that can come yeah. out of folks coming together and, and learning from each other and really building together. Were there any kind of pivot pivotal points in your design or building process where it was really obvious that those different perspectives working on a project together were just really, really valuable? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, this happens every day, every meeting, whether it's me sitting down with the, the app development team, whether it's me sitting down with our um, you know, our, our marketing or our sales team or our fundraising team, or even just sitting down with my founders, I'm learning something new every day. And I think part of it is that when you bring together folks from different backgrounds and different identities, you just get different inputs and different thought processes about how you can carry out the work. You start crafting different ideas and strategies to how to implement the work. And so, you know, just for my team right now, having a few folks that grew up um, in countries like Zimbabwe um, and Mozambique, um, having folks that, you know, have Nigerian background, um, having folks that have Afro-Colombian background, you know, these are individuals that are constantly pushing me to think about, well, how are we making sure that we're not becoming too narrow and not only focusing on the Black American experience as well, because we want to be a global organization as well. You know, we want to make sure that we're providing connection between different Black identities and Black communities worldwide. And so sometimes we can be so stuck in who we are and how we operate, and this is what I know, and I can't really work from that that same place, you know, because I have folks every day that's like, hey, Jeff, did you think about this? Hey, Jeff, we haven't had something on this organization, or we haven't, we haven't wrote something about this movement that's happening, and it reminds you, like, oh, yeah, that's right. We have a greater purpose here. And so it's always helpful to be reminded of that. Um, I did want to take a step back because, you know, at GMCC, Adrian, uh, there's this saying that the lights are on. What exactly does that mean? You know, when you hear the lights are on, what does that mean in the context of GMCC? Well, um, you know, speaking of running in the dark, I, I've been working from my office these days because we are able to effectively social distance here in this space. And and usually towards the end of the day, I'll change into my running gear and I'll go for a run around the neighborhood. And by the time I get back, it's, it's dark outside. Um, but the lights are on at GMCC, like literally. And I'll usually take a pause when I'm waiting to cross the street to go back into the office and I'll just look at the building and the lights are on. I can see multiple floors of activity happening in GMCC's building on Lake Street. I see Mothers getting classes in financial management. There's another room where mothers are getting uh, fitness instruction. I see students being tutored. I see people preparing meals to serve. And this activity and, and seeing community building right in front of you is so uplifting, um, especially during this time and especially um, in the middle of winter and in the dark. Uh, you see, GMCC, was uh, the, the building was built as a retreat center, and the street-facing architecture isn't particularly inviting. Um, so if the lights aren't on, you could walk by the building and, and kind of barely notice it's there. And so 
to literally have the lights on has um, brought a community and a purpose for me personally. And I know as well for a lot of our staff, volunteers and participants. I was wondering if you'd be willing to, to add some more context into it uh, about the lights being on at GMCC, especially in a period right now with the global pandemic that we've been enduring for the last year, really. Uh, where everyone is has been home, you know, we've we've lost a lot of our connections with friends and families and community members that we can't see uh, more than six at a time, more than six feet in distance. Just how much more does that mean this time around and this and during this season and during this winter solstice? Yeah, I mean, not only are the lights literally on in GMCC's building, but there's just a lot of activity happening within and around our organization, um, we're, we're building initiatives with community members where we are hearing there is need and demand and opportunity. Um, we we want to show up, GMCC, we want to show up where we can have value add and where and when we've specifically been asked to show up. Um, and so we're doing learning pods out of our building. We're doing prepared uh, meal delivery. Uh, we have a group of uh uh, leaders in farming and agriculture and food security who are come to coming together to discuss equity in our food supply system. So there's just a lot of really exciting work happening. And I think it really leans into the history and legacy of GMCC um, in that GMCC, uh, from, from what I can tell over the last 115 years, uh, the organization and its efforts really show up where we could, where we could add value. So it's not really about focusing necessarily on a super specific population or a specific issue or opportunity. Certainly there are spaces we work in youth, um, health, uh, food security, but it's really about responding to what we're hearing from community members, whatever that might be in that moment in time, and supporting and uplifting good work that's already being done and, and co-designing and building with community members and leaders. Yeah. And, and are there certain projects or, or, or certain things happening in the community that really gets you excited when you, when you, when you reflect upon it? I think I'm really impressed with some of our staff members who are community leaders who can very quickly rally people, organize, gather information, understand what's going on. Um, they've been able to stand up very quickly these really major programs uh, in a very rapid response to some really immediate needs that, I mean, this all happened really quickly for all of us. Um, and so it was kind of like this, you know, people need meals now. Um, we've had uh, students who were so far behind in their homework because there was a, a gap in understanding of, of how to log on to the, the classrooms and how to complete assignments. And, and, and I'm just really impressed with our staff and our leaders to be able to mobilize to really identify and, and address some of the, the needs and opportunities we're seeing. You know, I'd be remiss to, to not bring this up, but it was amazing for me to see community coming together after the murder of George Floyd last May. And, you know, not being home in the Twin Cities and being down here in Mexico City and watching, uh, you know, not only the city burning together, burning down, um, but then what happened afterwards, which was communities coming together um, and seeing leaders step up. And doing food drives, especially in, in the areas in which there are a lot of grocery stores that are burned down. 
um, and really going from place to place and going online, bringing folks together, young folks, older folks, just showing up. Um, I think that was a moment for me when I truly felt light in this year, despite the challenges that it permit, despite the murder of George Floyd, it was like, there is a caring community here um, that truly wants to see a change, that truly wants to give up parts of themselves to be part of this change. And, and, and I think that that is something that gave me light a lot, you know, earlier when you talked to me about light in the community and the work that we're doing with Plugged. That was a moment that made me really have to think about how am I putting forth my best, best efforts to be present despite being thousands of miles away. So in the quote that we started this conversation with by Frederick Lenz, he really talked about reflection and he talked about change and kind of like the changing of the seasons, which for many folks, the winter solstice does represent. I was wondering what for you with all this change, if that brought about a certain level of reflection or thinking about how things have changed for you and GMCC and the work that you're all doing. Something about this quote really rings true for me. It's not just about the solstice, but also the changing of seasons where where things are noticeably changing around us. It's easy, I think, for me to find myself reflecting on what was I doing last year when the environment felt like this? Who was in my life? What was I happy about? What was I concerned about? And I think about GMCC and all that has happened in only a year, some exciting, some challenging, some very difficult and even heartbreaking, but a lot of a lot of coming together um, to build and, and support and respond. You know, when I started at GMCC just a couple of years ago, we had three programs and they were impactful, valuable programs and they had all been around for many decades. And, you know, but over the past two, three, four, six decades, a lot has changed and the needs and opportunities and assets of our community have changed and who is doing the work and what is offered has changed. And so even before COVID, there was really a moment for GMCC to pause and reflect on our work and reimagine how we might better respond or make even greater impact. Um, and then, and then COVID happened, and then there were different realities or same realities, but but worse that that folks were navigating that we were able to pivot and respond to. But you also mentioned something about you know you you had the three programs that GMCC had not so long ago, and now it's kind of blossomed and it's grown. Um, under your leadership? Like, what does it mean to see GMCC continue to grow in that way? I think one of the things that is crucial to our growth is to really remain open and flexible. Um, We have used a a co-design approach to pretty much everything that we've built this past year, uh, which means really bringing in community members and in many cases, folks that aren't typically at the decision-making table and and designing and building together instead of assuming that a a certain hypothesis is correct and then baking an entire program based off of that and then launching it only to find that we were asking the wrong questions or um, seizing the wrong opportunities or uh, addressing the wrong challenges. And so that's how I see us growing is really responsive to what we're hearing from our current community members, potential community members, participants of our current initiatives, our staff, the the leadership that we have relationship with. So I think that a lot of nonprofits are, are not knowing what's going to happen in 2021 or maybe where they're going to be adding value. But I think for GMCC in particular, um, that's 
what we want to be doing is only working in spaces and showing up in spaces where we are asking to be sh- be showing up and also where we are adding value. I think there's a lot of different opportunities um, in 2021 for GMCC and our community and the folks that we've built relationships with to to add value. But I think where that ends up being depends on what we're hearing from our community members, um, depends on how our environment continues to shift. Uh, it depends on uh, where the opportunities and the challenges are and how our community is asking us to respond to that. You know, there's something in there when you talked about, you know, a lot of organizations right now are reflecting upon how they're providing value and how they are negotiating with the current times and some of the challenges um, that COVID has put upon put upon us. Um, I think we're also, as a country, in a period of transition, obviously, with a recent election that we had um, and a new administration that's coming in in, in January with the, the Biden-Kamala Harris uh, you know, team coming in. I'm wondering, you know, with all of the challenges that we've been faced with this year, um, you at GMCC and all of us in general, all of us in the community have been struggling in some way, shape, or form in 2020. What What would you say as an advice or a tip on remembering to operate from a place of light? That's an interesting question. I don't know that I have much advice to offer, um, but I can say that as an organization, um, one of the things that I've kind of kept saying is that we we want to show up where we add value. And it's not about this organization. It's about um, where we can add value. And I've said from the very beginning that if there's no role for us, if there's nowhere where we can add value, then let's, you know, hang up our hats and celebrate what we've done and and call it a day because it's, it's not about us. Uh, It's about where we might be needed and where we're being asked to show up and we're being asked to show up right now. And I think that there are a lot of opportunities in 2021 to build in partnership with different community members and community leaders. Um, And so I am looking forward to seeing where we can add value. I'm looking forward to how you all add value as well. I'm also looking forward to hearing how you're reflecting as you're running late into the night or early evening with your flashlight in hand in the GMCC building, keeping its lights on for the community. Adrian, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for this great conversation. Thanks, Jeffrey. It was wonderful to talk to you. 